Hello and welcome. I'm Alexander. And I'm Simon. We are still knee-deep in tech days. Nice one. I know. So we are knee-deep in tech. This is episode 88. And it is being recorded at Tech Days in Stockholm. Microsoft Tech Days. Yep. So how many years is this for you as a speaker? I'm trying to remember if it's three or four years. Right. But I believe it is the fourth year at Tech Days, but the third year as a speaker. Because I had a one year where I didn't speak. I'm pretty sure that I have the same numbers. Yeah, but switched to years, yeah, if I remember correctly. pretty much. Yep. So we've both uh, delivered our sessions yep. uh, at the same slot, which I, by the way, dubbed the slot of hell <laughs> because it was Paula uh, Januszkiewicz. Yep. Uh, she, is, she always draws super huge crowds yep. and she filled the, the keynote room, by yep. the way. Uh, Ducks of um, Avepoint. Yep. He's pretty much a rock star too. Yep. Johan Dahlbom. Yep. You. Me. Minus Mortensen. Minus Mortensen. So, yeah, it was quite a few people. I, I expected like 20 people. Yep. And I was super lucky because I had 120, 130 yep. people. How many did you have, by the way? Around 100, I would Around say. Around 100, yeah. Yep. So, it's, it's a pretty nice even split between the, the different rooms. Yep, absolutely. And you also delivered a completely new session. Yep. We, we've talked about this, Simon. Why do you always put <laughs> yourself through all these work to do new sessions? It's a very, very good question. And uh, I just think it's about what I'm currently working on or right. plan to work on it as right. well. And uh, therefore, it's usually ending up to be a new session. Mm -hmm. and, and also since like the technology, and that's the same for you, but technology changes so fast it does and um, i like to try new things to deliver the message in but uh, at the same time it's it's really challenging and it's uh, it's not always the best way to do it so that's something i and i'm really honest here but that's something i will improve in the future well it, it doesn't matter how long you've been doing this because we've been at this for a while now yeah and we are still learning. Yep. We've done over 100 episodes with this podcast. We are still learning. Absolutely. And I think that the moment you stop learning, you can just as well hang up your hat and go home. Yeah, and, and, and one of the takeaways from my session today were also about sharing stories and not only success stories, but also share when something goes wrong and try to think about why things go wrong. You know, we've been talking about doing a session like five surefire ways to screw up <laughs> X or, or five ways to fail this. Yep. And I had a, a very frank and open discussion with a conference organizer in, uh, in Seattle earlier this year. Yep. And she's been doing that conference for years. Yep. And she's been choosing uh, abstracts for years. And she told me flat out that if you have that kind of name, you're not going to get chosen, period. Ah. We don't want that kind of negativity, even if it is a fun title. Yeah. So top tip that she told me, put it on its head. Five yeah. sure fire ways to do something. Exactly. And then weave in the bad examples, yeah. but don't, don't lead with the bad examples. No. And I think that, that that's a very good point, because then you can show that you have failed 
but learned something from it. Because that's the key. Yep. Everybody can screw up, but can you actually learn from that screw up and move forward? Yep. So what was your session about? Uh, it was about sharing experience from implementing EMS and Windows 10 in public sector. Uh-huh. And I had three main points. First of all, show the technology that's available from the cloud that will protect your on-prem environment. Right. Second, to share knowledge with other organizations, similar or completely different organizations. Uh -huh. And also share, again, both success and stories that aren't that successful. And lastly, also always putting the user together with technology at the center. Um, I know that you always state that technology has no value without a user or without the use case. Right. And I think that's important to remember because it's very, very easy, especially at conferences like this, which to be honest is marketing and sharing knowledge. Sure. Like if we, if we are cynical about it, that's that's what it is. No, 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 it, it's, it's marketing, but it's also about planting the seed of an idea. Yeah. But I feel that many conferences and many sessions are focused entirely on the technology Yes, and not why you need you would need a specific service or product or solution. Yep. Um, so that was the plan, and uh, also like focusing on public sector was intentional, since we have a rather complicated situation in Sweden where a lot of public sector customers are struggling to see can we use the public cloud or not. And I wanted to show that you can use the public cloud without uploading a bunch of data to it and still secure your on-prem environment. Because that was my, my next question. Uh, so your, your session is really pivoting around the fact that you're not putting any data in the cloud. You're using cloud systems and cloud yeah. stuff to do things to your on-prem environment. Yeah. The only thing you usually, or the, all the things I showed today right. requires you to upload the first name, the last name, and the domain, the UPN, in short, okay. of your users. Right. That's all you need. Uh, you don't need anything else data-wise in the cloud. Cool. Uh, and that's the point. You can then use the cloud services to protect your on-prem environment. I think the perhaps the best solution for that is Azure AD password protection. Mm-hmm which basically connects your on-prem AD to your Azure AD. And the policies you set for weak passwords in Azure AD are applied and combined with your policies for um, easy passwords on your on-prem domain controllers, which gives you a number of possibilities and also uh, very nice features. So like Microsoft will automatically block passwords that may look complicated enough so they will have uh, big letters, small letters, numbers and special signs and and that would be like summer 2019 sure. exclamation mark sure. that's in, in, in theory that's a secure password but that would be blocked by default by Azure AD password protection right. and you can also of course add your own words to that list so your company name localized words, um, whatever you desire. And it will then automatically block 
or you need to use the combination of all of these in a way that gives your new password a score that's higher than in practice four. Because this, this, and I, th I think we've touched on this, wouldn't you say that this drives, first of all, it drives the user to absolute madness? Yep. But wouldn't you say that it's actually driving the user towards a less complex password just yep. in order for the user to just get a darn password in there. Absolutely, and that was the next thing I showed, how you can use passwordless authentication. Ah. That, on the other hand, is for cloud services, primarily. Right. Uh, but the thing I showed was by only entering my username, so my first name, my last name, my domain, I then received a pop-up on my phone asking me to provide a number which is visible on the screen, press that number, and it will be automatically logged on. I don't need to know my password. Nice. The only thing I need is my phone or a hardware token, which right. would even allow me to not enter a username, only provide a hardware token. Huh. Which could be both good and bad, mind you. Sure. But uh, that's the next step. So when you can protect your local AD passwords, your cloud AD passwords, your Azure AD passwords, and then allow your users to authenticate without a password. That's when we start to get into the real passwordless world. Interesting. That is something I very much look forward to because kind of everything you do happens before someone gets into my tools. Yep. And that's one of the sessions that we're pushing for yep. uh, securing data with, with Power BI yep. and, uh, for instance, um, MFA or conditional yep. access. Yep. That's super cool. Yep. Right? And you did your session on machine learning for absolute beginners. I, I did. Um, and it's actually starting to, to work very, very well. Yep. I've done it uh, maybe eight or nine times. Yep. And the storytelling is there. The flow is there. The examples are there. And... It's it's a fun session. Yep. It's it's an eye opener because it's a level hundred. I.e., it's good if you have a clue what machine learning is, yep. but you don't need to know. So people come in, and I tell them this is a level one hundred. It's it's an overview. Don't expect heavy math. Yeah. So far, nobody's left. Nope. <laughs> um, which is kind of good. And then I go through the whole thing and point out some very interesting bits and bobs and bits and pieces, and. Um, yeah, it's probably my favorite session. Yeah, but it's also, like I told you just before we started the recording, that every single person needs to be aware of this. Yes. Because machine learning is something you throw in. I mean, I talk about machine learning with my technologies that, yeah, it's enhanced by machine learning and AI and yada, yada, yada. And if you don't understand what that will enable you to do, but also what it won't be able to do. Exactly. You don't know if it's good or bad. No. And that's one of the pivotal things in my session. This is where machine learning, I, I, will, I hesitate to say go wrong yep. because it doesn't go wrong. It does exactly what you tell it to. Yep. And that has implications. Yep. So yeah, it's, it's a good primer for, again, the absolute beginner. Yep. So it's, it's cool. So what's, what's up next? Because this was the last thing we do in Sweden this year, right? Yes. As it looks today, yes. Yeah, sure, that, that can change. But yep. apart from this, it's Microsoft Ignite yep. in just two weeks. Yep. Where did time go? Into my session. Oh, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, and when we will be um, doing our breakouts, our theaters, our own conferences, our podcasts, and plenty of other things. And now it's full focus on that. I'm um, done with my PowerPoint, I would say. So now it's about to uh, do the demos. And I'm, I'm really humbled by the... Uh, yeah, you had a, an amazing number of people. Yeah. So um, I'm really looking forward to see seeing everyone there. Because and, I uh, was talking to Sam Milaiho just uh, two hours ago. Yeah. And he said that <laughs> someone had slightly miscalculated because he was in a room with a maximum uh, number of people of 36. <laughs> and he already has over 2,000 people yeah. signed up. Yeah. So, yeah, now they've changed it. So he's in a room that uh, can, can uh, harbor 2,500 yeah. people. But you had, how many did you have? I don't know if that's under NDA. Oh, right. I'm a bit unsure, actually. But yeah, let's, let's not go there. I have a surprisingly really large number. Yeah, surprisingly large number. Yeah. And uh, I'm always happy to welcome more people. Uh, it will be a, a very fun session, a very fun session to deliver. So uh, looking forward to it. How high is the Penguin Index? The Penguin Index, I wouldn't say it's a 10, but perhaps eight fishes. Eight fishes of 10 penguins. Yeah. And I, wait, 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 wait. We have learned one thing, or I have. Never record a session on a Friday. Oh, because I will take this opportunity. I'll hijack my own podcast or our own podcast. Because it's not Friday today, Simon. No, no, no. But last time we recorded was a Friday. Yes, and I put it out on the Monday. Yes, but what happened after our recording? Two new huge Intune releases. Oh, and a Config Manager technical preview. Oh, so I'll take the opportunity to tell you about that because sure, one of the things I know that you will love. Oh. I think you, even you will understand this. Even I. Thanks. New device configuration, uh, new device firmware configuration interface profile for Windows 10 and later devices. Is that the whole lockdown feature thingy that we've been reading Re about? No, remember firmware. Uh huh. BIOS management and updates. Wait, over what? the air. For Intune devices, not everything is rolled out yet, but you will have some amazing opportunities to control firmware UEFIs on your devices controlled by Intune. And also an amazing opportunity to get seriously hacked if you don't secure this. Yeah, absolutely. You need to secure it. Cool. But that, that sounds awesome. Yep. And how, how far along are we here? It's, it's released. And what kind of devices are supported? Only um, surfaces? No, not as far as I'm aware. Will um, it's it's more about which version of Windows you're using, so you need to be on 18.09 or later. And um, what you're able to do is basically control things that can be on or off for your devices. So, um, and there are a number of other considerations which we'll get back to on another podcast. But you can control uh, CPU and I/O virtualization, allow or enable or disable. Uh, are you able to allow a local user to change UEFI settings? Microphone and speakers, radio, boot, things like that. That opens up a lot of opportunities for uh, very secure environments. Absolutely. Cool. So that's one of the things. Another thing that's 
come out to both Intune and Config Manager uh, is a predefined config uh, deployment of Microsoft Edge, the Chromium-based one. So you can now you don't need to package your Edge installation yourself. It's just there like Office, and you can deploy it using Intune or um, Config Manager for both Windows 10 and Mac OS. And when will this be hit with an antitrust um, litigation? Yeah, you are not prevented from doing it. Fair enough. And you are not forced to do it. Fair enough. I love so, it. Cool. Yep. And it's also, and I don't know how much I'm allowed to say, but it's always fun when you see a released feature that you have been a part of developing. Yep. And some of the features that have been released over the last couple of weeks, I've been involved in, providing feedback on, and that's great fun. It is. It's one of the amazing opportunities we get as MVPs. Yeah, absolutely. So that's it. Uh, we also have the new Config Manager release, 1910, technical preview. Again, so Edge. Um, custom com configuration baselines as part of compliance policy assessment. So you can now create your own custom configurations in Config Manager. And if that's not adhered to, it will be a non-compliant device. Oh. So that's really neat. We also have some um, feedback. I, I th this is one of the things that makes Config Manager so exciting to work with. You know about the um, happy face or frown face in a lot of Microsoft products sure. where you can provide feedback. Sure. You can now attach files to the feedback button in Config Manager. So if you want to upload a, a log file, as an example, that's now included in the console. That could be useful. Yep. And a lot of other things. So improvements to Windows Virtual Desktop support. Guess what I need to implement in my session. So you can now cl uh, configure a client setting to enable user policy on Windows Virtual Desktop machines, which is super neat because previously it was basically hacking the client right. to enable it on a multi-session. Um, so... Great features, a lot to look forward to prior to Ignite. And um, I can't wait to deliver my session. Now, and the funny thing is, I, I, I was talking to uh, a client of mine earlier today, and the world is kind of keeping its collective breath in preparation for Ignite. Yeah. But still, so many awesome things get released kind yep. of to the left of things. Yeah. Just imagine what's going to happen in two weeks when exactly. the floodgates open. And I think that's also a vital point of understanding how Microsoft releases stuff. Yes. Because they, the things they are releasing now have been done for weeks. And now they're just publishing it to everyone. Yep. So I'm really excited to uh, know and learn what's new in other parts other than mine and to show what's new from the products I usually work for or work with. There is that. We cannot wait to get to Ignite. And just before we um, end this episode, we need to look into how tactics have changed. And I want to emphasize one important thing. Two of the exhibitors here today is H&M. The, the clothing company? Yeah. And Macmura, Swedish whiskey. Huh. They are exhibitors at Tech Days. And I think that shows a lot in terms of where Microsoft are heading, where tech conferences are heading. Yep. 
and what's important to gain from a tech conference. And yes. that's meeting people that's actually done and succeed with things. And again, we're tying this back to where we started and also failed. Definitely. And as we've been talking about so many times, the hallway track yeah. is very, very important. And it's great to see the hallway track actually is expanding in Sweden. Yep. And this is probably the foremost wide-angle tech, Microsoft tech conference in Sweden. Yep. Uh, with a close second of the Ignite tour. Yeah, I th and I think that th you're on, on the spot when it comes to how broad it is. Yes. Because Ignite tour will be very Microsoft-focused, not that many customers exhibiting and no it's more about what came out at ignite and yep. what are the news what yep. are the new ways of using these news and so on and so forth yeah so amazing opportunities and i could definitely recommend anyone hesitant to go to ignite go to ignite ignite the tour ignite the tour and yep. go to ignite yep. and go to tech days yeah tech days are two days well spent well spent, lots of interesting people to talk to, lots of, of uh, sessions to go to, and lots of people to, to uh, interact with. Yep. And uh, with that, it's time to end this slightly noisier... Time to eat some ice cream, drink some whiskey, and talk to some people. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. <laughs> See you next time. Bye. Bye.